All right. Clark Lee is going to bring some explosive defense back to West End. And the basketball team starts their op- opens their conference play against Bamet Memorial Gym. This is Locked On Vandy. Let's get it. You are Locked On Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. So it's uh, you know what day it is. It's Friday, so it's Scheme Friday. And what that means is you get more diagrams. This time I'm going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball, right? So Clark Lee is taking back over the defensive play calling, which I think is going to be incredible for Vandy. And I, I think you're going to see a more explosive defense, a more organized defense, a defense that communicates a little bit, and a defense that will get pressure on the quarterback. Now, in order to do this, I had to go back way back into the archives, and I, I, I went back and looked at some of the things that he did at Notre Dame. Uh, this particular play that I diagrammed, I found on I found in their matchup against USC. Um, it is a uh, it is a man free uh, a gap c gap pressure, and they're bringing that pressure from the field side, and they're locking down man free on the on, in, into the boundary free safety sit back at about twelve yards. So. Um, without further ado, let's let's get into the diagram because this is exciting. Like watching watching some of those highlights and seeing kind of how they presented themselves defensively, I, I think it's I think it's incredible what they're doing and 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 the things that he is the things that he wants to accomplish defensively are going to be extremely beneficial to what Vandy wants to do. Um, overall and get pre- getting pressure on the quarterback and playing more coverages that they're good at is something that, you know, something they need to do. So here we go. Um, we've got PowerPoint trying to pull that up right now. Um, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. Um, Okay, having some technical issues, that's okay. Um, so Clark Lee's defense is really, really beneficial, and they're, they're really, really good. And so what, what I really like about this is that he does a really good job of getting creative with his pressures, and I think he is somebody that is going to not only get creative with his pressures, but he's somebody that's also going to be able to – get things going, be able to get different guys in in blitz packages and, and being able to present a lot of problems uh, from the defensive side of the ball. So I I, I think it's going to be – again, this is exciting. And some of the new players that Vandy's pulled are also going to be integral pieces to, uh, to what this defense is going to do. And, and so you're, you're going to see a lot of variation, I think, as well. And I, I'm I'm really excited about that. So uh, this is uh, 
this is going to be exciting stuff. And, and if you really want to kind of see the essence of a Clark Lee defense, go watch those Notre Dame highlights, right? Go watch those 2019 Notre Dame highlights. That's That was their last really, really good year before Clark Lee uh, was, was, it was, you know, before they, before he got out of there and became the Vanderbilt head coach. So uh, without further ado, here we go. This finally got it to work. We are no longer having technical difficulties. Hooray. So, um, this is a review. I, I'm adding on. So every every play that I diagram, I'm, I'm adding to the same presentation. So this is a review. This is again my favorite my favorite play. So can you imagine? Um, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but the Z position here. Just imagine that's Jeremiah Dillon. We talked about him yesterday, and we talked about this play in uh, in exact detail. Okay, so this is the play that I'm mentioning. Okay, I'll get my uh, I'll get myself out of the picture here for a second. Um, one of the things, actually, you know what? I well, I don't think I can move myself, uh, so I'm going to get myself out of the picture. So this is what I was talking about. This is Notre Dame versus USC, 2019. Clark Lee is defensive coordinator. Uh, this is man-free cover one. So the situation in which they're doing it, it's it's uh, it's it's first quarter, probably early in the game. Balls around midfield. Uh, it's second down and seven. Okay, second down and seven. Ball is obviously left middle, uh, exactly where it's placed right here. See the hash marks there. This is this is ball placement left middle. So what he has done is he has presented an odd front look with two walk-down linebackers. So he's got the original Sam linebacker, and he's got the Will. The Will walks down uh, to the edge, and the defensive end, normally in this four technique, which is head up of this tackle, he bumps down to a three, which is outside shade of the guard. All right, so uh, so you have your line reducing down uh, on the uh, on the boundary side, and then you have your will, who has the the will and the Sam have blitz back responsibility. It depends on where this F goes. If this F were to go off here to the right, you would have both these guys blitzing, but one of them has peel peel protection. So like the will is gonna is gonna blitz, but peel off as soon as he sees the back. And he's gonna he's gonna take him in man coverage. Same thing for the Sam over here on the field side. If this back were to flare to the right, the Sam would peel off and the will would keep coming. But um, as as this play had it, uh, USC um, they ran the the they ran the tailback into the boundary. They switch released these two, the H and the X, and I can't remember what they did with Y and Z. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but you, as you can see, they're locked up in man. As you, the matchups are, are, are there. The free safety has his deep middle of the field. He's shaded a little bit to the field side to kind of cover for this blitzer um, and also understanding that he has a lot more ground to cover to the field in this situation than he does to the boundary. He, this safety felt like he could uh, make up the ground to the boundary if need be. So uh, you've got your man coverage here. Um and these guys are, are going to prevent uh, the the this one that I have labeled as D or dog. Uh, I don't know what uh, Clark Lee calls him in his terminology, but it's kind of like that extra safety linebacker. This would probably be this would probably be Randon Randon Fontenet, if I had to guess. Um, or and, and C.J. Taylor might be the this other safety, and I'm not sure who the free safety is going to be just yet. Um, but you have your corners. Uh, one of these corners is going to be Marlon Jones. And uh, and so, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. So um, what you have the front doing, and, and, and the point of this is this is a this is a pass pressure, right? This is a 
this is a passing situation. Um, and Clark Lee, he, he, uh, he, he diagnosed this pretty easily. Uh, but this is, this was a passing situation in the game. Uh, they were, they were faced with like second and maybe just outside of the medium range. So medium is like, uh, four to seven. So they were kind of right on the outer edge of that medium, kind of a longish seven yards. And so Clark Lee was like, well, they're, they're probably going to throw midfield situation. They'd hit a couple, they'd hit a couple passes before that to get down there. And they, uh, so they felt like USC was going to pass on them a lot. And that was kind of what USC was about at that time. So, um, so what they did was they, they reduced the front to, they shifted the front to the field side. So they shifted the nose over just a little bit, not enough to really call them a shade, but they shifted over, over just a little bit. They reduced the end down. Uh, the tackle reduced into a, a four I, which is a four technique, but inside shade is what that means. So four technique is head up of the tackle. Uh, and then they, they brought the Sam uh, tight to the line. So what they did was they brought the Sam tight to the line. As soon as the ball was snapped, he was, he was gone. And his blitz technique is the uh, upfield shoulder of the quarterback. He's going to release to the upfield shoulder of the quarterback. So that if he tries to spin out, he's there. If he steps up into the pocket, he's going to step right into this mic. This mic is shooting the A gap. Now, uh, to accommodate and to be gap sound, uh, you had the will shooting the shooting the C gap. Uh, you have this end who it's – I have it drawn up as a slant. But it's kind of like a lazy slant. It's kind of like a I'm going to stick the B gap and play through the B gap to the C gap. Um, not really like shooting the C gap, not really slanting hard, but he is moving. He is going from guard to tackle. So he is moving within that gap. He's just he's just taking that gap on a different route here. The nose guard is going to is going to slant across to the boundary A gap. Uh, the Mike linebacker is going to creep, and he is coming through the A gap. Uh, and this four eye tackle is going to going to shift down into the B gap. It's not really a it's not really like a hard slant. It's just like he's going to take that inside gap, and the Sam's going to blitz off of the uh, C gap. So your nose is trying to push the pocket from the center, um, trying to draw the center away, open that gap. So the point of shift, the point of slanting uh, in this situation is this nose guard. He he wanted to bump to the to the field shade a little bit to to make sure that center thinks he is going field a gap, which I don't know. Like you can't see my cursor obviously, but the the a gap is this right hand gap between the center and the guard here. Um, he wants him to think he's going this a gap. So when he slants across the center, he's hoping, and I, and this is what happens: the center turns his shoulders a little bit, and this guard steps out to take the b gap, which opens up the a gap for the Mike linebacker. So you had a, you had a communication error with the guard in the center guard is covered, but, but his guy vacates. Uh, he doesn't communicate in time and, and the nose guard comes into his gap. And uh, by the time he realizes it and picks him up, this turns into a, a double team between the left guard and the center. Uh, the tackle absorbs, the tackle absorbs the, uh, the end and with his eyes out here on the wheel, the will runs the hump and then peels off to get the back. So he's not really a threat, but he would have got home as well. Um, so they did a really good job of disguising this and opening up this a gap. This Mike linebacker kind of gets bumped around a little bit and doesn't get through as clean as he'd like, but it doesn't matter because it's Sam 
got through and got through extremely clean, untouched actually, and had a had a perfect form tackle on the quarterback. I think they dropped him for about a six yard loss um, on the play, bringing up third and a mile. So uh, this is this is something you can kind of expect uh, from Clark Lee, and, and not only is it a well designed pressure, uh, it's also well matched with coverage because you have your you have your guys accounted for your gap sound with six guys uh, in the box and you have an extra and you have an extra coverage player with the free safety. So uh, very, very good, very solid coverage here, very solid pressure. And uh, again, this is this is what got Clark Lee the Vanderbilt job. That's what this is what got the attention of the Vanderbilt people when they were going to hire Clark Lee is okay, this guy can put together some defenses, he can organize, and he is really good at diagnosing things. Now, whether or not he's actually too good at diagnosing stuff and can't be that CEO type, hoping that he can be the CEO type and kind of manage the program as a whole, but he is a at the at the root of it, if it doesn't work out at Vandy, he's gonna be a really good defensive coordinator somewhere. And and that's there's no there's no issues about that. There's no like. There's no shame to be had in that. He's a great defensive coordinator. Hoping he can uh, can find it as a as a head coach here for Vanderbilt. I think that would be uh, something that everyone's asking for. So, um, but this is something that you can expect from Clark Lee. And this 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 pressure can be run in a lot of uh, passing situations. Around midfield is where you get a lot of passes. Second second and second and medium. Third and long, you know, sometimes first and ten, uh, depending on the team. Uh, but some of these, some of these passing situations, you can get some of these, uh, some of these good uh, pressures. And this is a pretty, this is a fairly common pressure. Um, but dialing it up at the right time is is the key. So um, very, very, uh, very impressive uh, for Clark Lee. So um, again, I, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with it. I, I was. I was enamored watching that, and and I watched a few clips, and I feel I, I watched some highlights of that USC game, and I was like, okay, this pressure stands out. This is something that you know I need to share because it is a situational thing that shows how well aware Clark Lee is of not only situations, not only field position, um, but the way USC plays and tendency wise how they play um, based on and, and how they call their plays or how they called called their plays that particular season um, in those situations. So he's really good at diagnosing that things. That's something that you can expect from the defense. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick, we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at uh, Alabama basketball. Uh, basketball is, 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 uh, is getting kicked off for uh, they're getting their conference slate kicked off. So we're going to talk about that here next. All right, this show, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So the app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like you can do live same-game parlays. I did that all all baseball season. I do the same game parlays with with baseball. Uh, make par- make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. You can find bets, and then they have a new Explore tab that you can check out. 
Uh, you can make a parlay in the parlay hub. It's the best way to find the popular ones. And uh, they have a lot more on top of that as well. The futures, uh, things like that. So, and you can bet the standard uh, money line and all that stuff as well. You can bet the standard stuff. Uh, so FanDuel, uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup, pun intended. So FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Terms and, terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back, segment two. Thanks for making Van- Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day. We thank you, everydayers. Find us on social media um, and subscribe to us on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. Make us your first listen. Yesterday, we had Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss. Make sure you check him out. He's doing a really, really good job there. They've got a they've got a heck of a story going on with Quinjon Judkins hitting the portal. Uh, don't think Vandy can afford him, unfortunately. He's a really good back, but he's looking for – a lot of this. So um, that's a kind of a bummer. So uh, thank you, Everydayers, for making all of this possible. So Vanderbilt basketball. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about just generally what Vandy basketball needs to do to be successful. And generally, it was talk, play defense, and have a presence at the rim. Um, but they open up with, with Alabama, who – comes in, they are red hot. Now, this is a really good basketball conference, right? We haven't always been able to say that about the SEC. But this is a really, really good basketball conference, and this is a really tough team to open up with. Nate Oates just picked up his 100th win against Liberty um, before they rat for Christmas break. So um, they were they won 101-56, to 56 actually, uh, in their final non-conference game. Um, and so here's uh, here's some things like about Alabama that you need to know, right? They have a really good starting unit, right? But their bench also, um, their reserves, man, um, those guys get after it. And it's kind of the same as like our women's team where the bench contributes almost as much as the starters, but the, the bench put up 44 points. The reserves, um, they set the tone, man. When they come in, they get after it, man. Um, they, they take the floor, and they, they don't waste any time. So um, you have freshman Jaron Stevenson. You have Latrell White, right cell, um, leading the way for, for the reserves. They had 20 points uh, and a near-double-digit lead within a few minutes in that game. And those guys are, are, are some guys that come off the bench and are very, very well. So they do very, very well. So they uh, Sam Walters and right cell Jr., uh, they led the bench in scoring. Uh, they uh, they combined for 11 points. Latrell Wrightshell, Wrightshell is somebody that you need to watch out for um, from behind the arc. So if Vanderbilt's defending, they have to really kind of put pressure on Wrightshell behind the arc because he will make you pay. Um, and Bama does a really good job of moving the ball around to create those shots. So uh, they, they give Wrightshell – good open looks and uh, he often hits and, and he can, and when he gets hot, he's very streaky. When he gets hot, he can, he can go right. Uh, he's a Cal state Fullerton transfer. Um, he had uh, 19 points. Like I said, he led the bitch in all scoring. So um, <clears throat> he's somebody, he went five of seven from three pointer, three point land. That's, that's crazy. And he grabbed four boards as well. So, um, you know, right. cell is somebody, off the bench that you definitely, definitely need to account for. Um, Bama, one of the things, uh, 
one of the things that possibly happens with them is, you know, I mean, every team gets in foul trouble every once in a while, but I, I think Bama, that's one of the things that they're very aggressive, especially down in the paint. So they're, they're probably going to foul a lot and they're probably going to send Vanderbilt to the line. So they've got to be careful with all of that. And they've got to be careful with the, uh, you know, Alabama's got to be careful with the foul trouble. Uh, Vandy has got to capitalize on that stuff, right? Vandy's got to say, hey, we're going to stay out of, we're going to stay out of foul trouble. And we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go. All right, some other players to look out for. Mark Sears, um, transfer guard Aaron Estra, uh, and Caden Matheny. Um, they were all uh, they were all double-digit scorers in their last game. They, they're all contributors there for, uh, for Nate Oates and the, the Crimson Tide. So uh, his overall record um, is 147 with Bama. 196 and 90 in his entire head coaching career. So that's pretty good for Nate Oates. And he's done a really good job uh, with Alabama and kind of getting them in in the groove, right? He had the whole Brandon Miller debacle, which wasn't wasn't fun. Something something that you don't really want to deal with as a head coach, but he he was there. He did all of that stuff. So um very impressive, very impressive uh team coming in to Memorial Gym. Now, when we come back. We're going to talk about the keys to the game and how Vandy is going to win this game. That's going to happen, right? That's going to happen next. All right. Well, we can't do that without talking about game time. All right. So game time. Have you ever had a frustrating ticket buying experience? You weren't sure if the seats were good. You couldn't find the last minute tickets. There were no good deals. All of the above, right? Well, with Game Time, you don't have to worry. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Uh, with last minute killer deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So you, you browse through the Game Time app, it's very easy to search. Um, you, you can find last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. We'll talk about those in a minute. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You can view the seats of the venue. They have the lowest price guarantee. They have event cancellation protection and job loss protection. So this is really, really good. So uh, they have, you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. It's very simple to use. So easy. Okay. Well, I can't say that. That's copyright. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can see the you can see the view of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Um, again, it's uh, you know you're getting a great deal. Um, that when they have all in prices, they show you the total up front, so you know what you're getting. All right. So you can find the exclusive flash deals, sponsor deals on tickets for football, ba- basketball, baseball concerts, comedy theater, or more. Zone deals. I said I talk about that. Zone deals, you pick the section, game time picks the seats. They have some savings for that. They have discounts for that. Um, so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's uh, the final segment here on the Lock On 
Vandy Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We thank you for making us your first listen. Thank you to the everydayers for making all of this possible. Uh, without it, I could not do it. Would not want to do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So uh, we're going to close out with some keys to victory, right? How in the world can Vandy win this game? All right. It's been a rough, rough non-conference slate, but a lot of injuries, a lot of a lot of things to figure out with the, within the team. So, how do you win this game? Okay, first thing you do is you attack. You attack. You attack. You attack the rim because Alabama can get into foul trouble, and their leading fouler was point guard Mark Sears. And so, if you can if you can get them into some early foul trouble to where they have to kind of play back a little bit. Things might go pretty well for you. So make sure attack, attack, attack. Be aggressive. All right. Find good shots because you're gonna have you can't you can't have these long cold streaks. So you gotta have find good, you gotta find good shots, you gotta create good shots, and you gotta take them and execute. So you gotta you gotta get to the rim, hit from the free throw line, and create good high higher percentage shots for yourself, not just throwing up whatever whatever you can because you got the ball in your hand you feel like you feel like you have to. So um, make sure you take good shots as well. And that takes communication. Defensively, protect the rim um, and be able to uh, protect the three-point arc as well, uh, especially when Wright Hill's in there. Make sure he's taking contested threes, um, put a hand in his face, disrupt his rhythm, do whatever you got to do. Um, but uh, you got to make sure that he doesn't get hot from from – beyond the arc. And you got to also make sure that Alabama can't get to the rim easily. And if they do, it's going to be a long day. Well, if anyone gets to the rim, it's going to be a long day. So, um, and then of course, uh, coach Stackhouse has got to be stellar with it, with his rotations. And he's got to be somebody that's going to be on top of those things and uh, making sure that he's managing the minutes properly especially with Torres because I think Torres can be a weapon you just got to get him on the floor and you got to get him some some good some good looks at the, at the basket especially from three point land he can hit those if he gets some good shots and gets going early if he he's a freshman now so if he bricks some he's going to lose confidence and if he loses confidence it's it's over like he's not going to hit anything he's not going to hit the broadside of a bar nobody is you don't have confidence so the rotations have got to be good. You've got to utilize your weapons. You've got to have. You've got to get Tyron Lawrence involved in the game. You got to. You got to provide some support for Ezra Manion. The and, and if you don't, if he has to, tr- if he has to do it all himself, he can't. I love him to death. He's a good player, great leader, great ambassador for Vanderbilt basketball. But he can't do it all by himself. It's a team sport. And it's a team sport for a reason. So you have to have guys that contribute. Tyron Lawrence contributed against Dartmouth. When he finally got going, they were good. They put points up. So they they you got to create and you got to create some easy shots for yourself. So um, those are those are keys to victory. Manage your substitutions. When uh, limit limit rim access to Bama. Make them make them earn their buckets. Make them take tough contest, contested shots. And uh, on the other end, create easy baskets, hit the free throws, attack the rim, and get get Bama into foul trouble because they're prone to that. So 
And then, of course, you know, make sure their bench doesn't go off and go crazy. That would be, you know, that's, you know, that would suck. So, but that's going to do it for us. And as a big, long sigh, you know, I say relief, but like the weekend's here. It's going to be an exciting weekend. There's going to be some good NFL on. There's going to be some good basketball. 2.30 Central Time tip on Saturday. Uh, The girls, the women are playing. Um gets you that result and um so yeah i'm excited man this is going to be this is going to be fun uh, i think this football season is going to be fun there's a lot of promise hopefully the promise carries over into execution and some wins but it's a tough schedule so who knows uh but anyway this is locked on vandy on the lockdown podcast network we thank you for joining us find us on social media uh find us on youtube find us wherever you find your podcast we're free uh, each and every day. Thank you to the everydayers for making all this possible. And we'll see you back here on Monday to, to wrap it all up and to give you any transfer portal news that may happen. Uh, f- but with that, I'm going to get out of here. Have a great weekend and we'll see you back here next week. Until then, anchor down. <laughs>